Good evening, my friends. What's going on? Dr. Drill here. Welcome to Making Motivation Podcast. Heading home from the office there. Long day, right? Fulfilling day. It always is when you're helping people. And so, uh, you know, life isn't a fucking rose garden. Am I right? It's hard. It's hard to do what we do. We run into obstacles. We must scale them. Blow fucking through them. Climb over them. Dig tunnels underneath them. You know, when I was in the Corps, one of the things that we would do... If, uh, let's say we need to gain entrance into a building. You could knock on the door and do all this protocol where you, you kick the door down or jimmy the door or knock on the door depending upon the hostility of the situation or you could take an AT-4 anti-tank rocket or a small uh, which is basically a rocket propelled grenade and you blow a hole in the fucking wall and that's how you gain entrance and beyond the wall everything's dead or a lot of things are dead and broken. And so that's what we did. I mean, we never, I never did that, but that's what we trained to do. And it was something that we were prepared to do. Or you have a call of a tank or a friggin' helicopter or something to have them blow a hole in it. But that was within our capabilities. Blowing holes in obstacles so that we could get inside or destroy the obstacles succeed in the mission. Listen, on the Marine Corps note, I got we had a uh, passing a couple days ago of our brother, Rob Draper, all right? Now, talked previously about the bond among Marines, band of brothers, all that shit. We, that's pretty well known. Well, Rob served in the weapons platoon of my company, Charlie Company, There were three platoons, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, and then there was weapons for each battalion, or each company, rather. You know, so let's say there's a hundred guys in a company. You got those three, what are called line platoons, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, foot soldiers, riflemen, and then you've got weapons platoon, and weapons platoon would do things like, they were machine gunners, they were anti-tank gunners, they were mortarmen. And so, Draper passed, I think he had a, he had some heart conditions. Over the past couple years, he was suffering quite a bit with that. And so, I was very, very sorry to, to see that, and dealing with that. He almost died a couple years ago. He was in a coma or something for a while. Came out of that. Got a new lease on life. Back to normal life. Quasi-normal life. So he just met an untimely end at 44 years of age. Leaves a family behind. Wife and a daughter and probably countless friends. All his marine buddies. Work buddies. Shit like that. And he was just a good dude. And so gone too soon. What do you do? You know? 
Now, this is all around us. I don't know about you. I've talked about this, but uh, I have like, you know, the old westerns where you want to make sure you want to cross the bridge, the trestle, but you can't do it if there's going to be a, what if trains coming, right? Train can come up really friggin' fast. So to tell if there's a train on the track, you put your you, you hold you touch the um, the train track. Maybe you put your ear to it. And you listen. Maybe you can hear that. Because if you hear the whistle, it's too late, right? You see the smokestack, it might be too late. These trains get friggin' move along. They get moving along real fast. So. I like to put my hand on the train track every once in a while, perpetually in fact, every damn day. Um, don't fucking flash your high beams at me, you penis. Um, I'm feeling the train tracks of empathy. What's going on in this world? I got a friend who's got who's in the hospital right now, gonna have a procedure tomorrow. I got Draper who who died a couple days ago. You know? Got my friend's um, father who just had a valve replacement in the heart. You know, when you die ultimately your heart stops, right? So that's never good. But I'm sorry to see Draper go. Yeah, uh, the the band of brothers thing. I knew Draper. We lived on the same level of uh, the barracks, second deck. He was a machine gunner. I was a in Charlie Company, second platoon. I probably humped his ammunition. You know, you, you, as a machine gunner, you got this incredible fire stick, essentially, that can put rounds down range, 7.62 millimeter at a very high rate of speed. Be very devastating definitely destroy any objective or contribute to destroying the objective. Draper could set up his uh, machine gun, which was an M60. Eventually that transitioned into the M240 Golf, which I think they still have in service. Um, he could set it up in the middle of this intersection, and when your car comes across the friggin' horizon, comes over that hill a quarter mile away, he could be waiting for you. He could devastate you, blow your car to friggin' smithereens, send you careening off the road. He was a deadly with that machine gun. I remember he was a machine gun section leader, and that means he was in charge of a few guns, several machine guns, and, uh, and the Marines that employed them. There was a gunner, and then there was an A-gunner, or assistant to the gunner, who would feed ammunition and help feed ammunition to the gunner and load it up in the weapon while the rounds are going down range. Four to six round burst. Very accurate. So I remember Draper friggin' humping his... Uh, 240 golf out there. I remember him putting rounds down range. I remember he was attached to Charlie Company on more than a few of occasions. A couple of his machine guns. 
Hey, you know, what are you going to do, Draper? Well, I'd like to position myself on the high ground. We'll go up there and set up our our guns, and they'd sit up there on top of that hill and in a combat situation, maybe putting rounds downrange, covering your ass. Their fire is intersecting with other machine guns and adjacent units and really providing life-saving fire so that we could maneuver our guys underneath that fire, using it as leverage. So Draper's gone but not forgotten. I remember going out on Liberty, seeing Draper out, walking around the streets of France, some port city in France, Toulon. Toulon, France, what a shithole, cold, bitter uh, wharf town with little, you know, ratty-ass hookers and smash sandwiches and pernod and shitty beer. And what, stumbling through the streets, we had to get back by midnight or whatever to the to the ship, the USS Ponce. I remember where Draper's birthing was, the weapons platoon birthing. We'd have to walk through it on the way to the chow hall. I can smell that chow right now being cooked. On the mess deck. And going up there and seeing Draper standing in line. He didn't know he'd be dead at 44. Life is very precious, my friends. Very precious. I'm thankful for the bond with my fellow Marines. It's one of these things where we lose a guy or somebody's really experiencing a significant hardship. We rally around it. You know, we'll just say Semper Fi. It, it, it really boils down to that. Sometimes we can't be there physically. A lot of times we can't. Can't go to every funeral, and there'll be more. But uh, we can do our best to support however possible. And we will. It means a lot, you know. It's, it, I keep going back to the reality that this was a. Uh, 25 years ago in the 90s when we friggin patrolled through the Carolina wilderness or went on some night op in some cow pasture in coastal Spain or walked through those chalky soils of Morocco or walked through some port city Valencia, Spain, Brisbane, Australia, Queensland, all the adventures of shit. We were on the same plane. Draper might have been sitting right in front of me with his his, mach- his machine gun section. Standing in line for chow, out at the bar, carrying on, talking about home. Draper's home now. Uh, love and respect to the fallen. Do anything I can to support these people. Keep my friggin' hand on that train track. Looking for people to help. 
if you are that person, then maybe somebody will be there for you when you need help, when you need assistance. Isn't that a novel concept? I know there's a lot of people out there doing that, fighting a good fight. And there's a lot of other folks, uh, pricks, um, who pretend like they're you know they're cynical, like they don't want to help, or they're just they got bigger fish to fry. They got their own problems, but. Um, I think everybody really wants to help in their own way. Wants to be there for other people because they know that the time is going to come where they're going to need some assistance, a leg up, if you will. And I'm here to tell you, Draper was the type of guy who would do that, who would be there for you. He'd definitely be there for one of his brothers. I'll tell you that it's it's amazing that, I mean, I couldn't tell you Draper's middle name. I didn't go to high school with him. I don't have vivid memories of hanging out with Draper. I can see him on that catwalk on the second deck. I can see him setting up his machine gun with some other faces and names that I remember. I can see him out at the bar in Okinawa. I can see him run into PT. But I don't have... He wasn't a good friend of mine. He's just somebody that I spent time with that I served with and we had an experience that is very rare it's an experience that I treasure to this day and it's something that I will never forget and so because I'll never forget that experience I'll never forget those individuals that I had the experience with Draper is one of those Marines and my heart goes out to his family. Semper Fi, my brother. See till Valhalla. Right? That's what we say. I don't even know where the fuck that comes from, but I guess we fancy ourselves Vikings. Whatever there is. Whether it's worm dirt or Jesus Christ, our Savior, or it's Odin, or it's Chesty Puller, Rob Draper is a good man worth remembering. And I told my buddy, I'll end with this, my buddies that uh, I served with, I wrote something on Facebook, I think I might write better than I, than I speak, but I said that uh, Big Drape, you know, he's an awesome dude, Gomber not forgotten, and it's a very special bond that we all share. We're fortunate enough to have one another, and this is, you know, if there's anything positive about the loss of a brother, it is the reminder that of the special bond that we have, and that we need to stick together and constantly be on the lookout to help one another. If we're here for something, is it not that to help? And so semper fucking fine, my man. Always faithful. <laughs>